0: You are listening to a conservative review production. Trust, but verify. You're listening to the conservative conscience. In Washington, politicians are full of half-truths and hot air. 22nd thursday afternoon towards the end of another horrible horrible political week here talk about half truths hot air we don't even have half truths anymore i'm telling you guys you heard my voice earlier this week i'm still ticked off i'm sorry to tell you so i brought back my my buddy joe Coss here um to cheer me up a little bit hey joe at the end of this week um you know, I'm just thinking we wanted to discuss, obviously, the capitulations, the budget capitulation, the capitulation on terrorism, on, on immigration, the lack of moral clarity with what's going on in Charlotte and just this general anarchy and insurrection. Are we all a bunch of leftists now? I mean, it's it, it, what I wanted to go through is and, and, you know, while while you were out the last couple of weeks, I was flying solo um, I've been doing a pattern of going through some of the items of the week that we we discuss at CR but through the prism of a thematic approach and 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 today I want to really approach how moral relativism and the lack of a true party with moral conviction winds up shifting the political landscape light years to the left light years to the left
1: right when you to answer your first question about whether or not we're just all a bunch of liberals I, it, to some degree I think this country y- y- You could answer that yes you could answer that affirmatively and maybe we've always been that way maybe we've been a country that has always been fairly progressive and uh we just sort of couch our politics in the conservative and liberal names but in reality we're always moving to the left but but to me the problem i have is not so much that people are moving to the left even sort of by happenstance or chance but they're doing so by getting trapped into it. They're getting sucked into it. And if they knew what was really going on and what was really behind it, they would, they would deny it, and they would not want that to be the case. Um, and I think you see that with all the things you listed this week. That's what's uh, so
0: it's disturbing It's put about on your it. plate. And it's, I, I, I guess what, what, what bothers me here is, and, and we've discussed this a lot the last couple of weeks and months, the binary golden calf. That everything in this country is binary, Coke or Pepsi, Republican or Democrat, um, Yankees or Red Sox. I mean, you, you gotta pick, you gotta you gotta pick pick a side. And and the problem is, the contours of political debate wind up being confined to whatever is is put out there. So that's how you shift landscapes so far to the left over time. Where you know, all right, Joe. Um, I think we need two members of each family to get sex change operations in order to foster more diversity so transgender don't feel bad. And if I say that enough, I, I put it on the table. So that's now a legitimate thing. Oh, so you're anti. So you're, you're, you, you tell me you're against two people having a sex change operation. So, you know, we banter about, banter about for, for long enough it becomes legitimate, and those are the contours. So therefore, the, the moderate approach is now, well, let's have one person um, in each family get a sex change operation. No matter how absurd or radical it is, and, and that's what the left has succeeded. So let's, let's talk about our first item here. We have terrorism. I was watching this week, the House Homeland Security Committee hearing on Islamic terrorism, and you had the Democrats and the Democrat witnesses, expert testimony um and I, I I literally if there was ever anything like called transgendered intellect or transgendered ideology that's what it was the, Isla, Islamic terror doesn't exist like not even extreme Islamic they, nothing there is no that's where the Democrats are the Democrats Obama there is no connection there's a group called Isis that's a problem nothing else never never mind the fact that uh you know, tw- twenty years ago is actually the the, the first major attacks were in, in 1993. Twenty years before any of uh, you know ISIS or even Al Qaeda was a big deal. It was all the Muslim Brotherhood influence. So we're at a time where the Democrats are saying there, there's no Islam, no problems of Islam related to terrorism. Period. You know, it's it's poverty. It's there's extremists everywhere. There's nothing to see. Absolutely nothing. Republicans come in and, gosh, they're like, you know what? Well, there is a connection, but it's just ISIS and Al-Qaeda. So as long as you kind of vet people to ensure that they're not ISIS or Al-Qaeda, then you're in good shape. You could bring anyone in. You could bring in uh, 500,000 immigrants at once from the Middle East just ensure that they don't have a card saying al-Qaeda or, or ISIS. And here's the deal, Joe. As long as you're one tranche over, which is not hard to be from, from where the Democrat position is, so you look like you're, you're, you're Ben, you're fighting the political, you're fighting it because the Democrats won't recognize any connection. And people like us are then marginalized. The, the, the true north is not even a, an option on the menu. That that's what, what what's happened in our binary choice. That's how we move so far to the left where the left is I don't know how to describe it. Mentally ill. I mean, it's you should have watched that hearing today. It was unreal. There is no problem in any circle of Islam more than anywhere else. More than Christians, more than That's what the Democrats were saying. And so so McCall puts out a border plan, uh, a Homeland Security plan, and our, our point we made was that it's willful blindness one tranche down. So, so right. the, the, those are the, the – well, now the, the, the argument is whether there's some connection between Islam and terrorism. That's what we're left with. And I just want to submit one more piece to our evidence table here, and that is we, – we have several articles on this in 1993 when the problem was a fraction of what it is today when the number of immigrants from the middle east were a fraction of of the level it is today you had the langley and world trade center attacks in 93. harry reid in response a democrat introduced legislation to 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 limit immigration said we can't do this anymore i hope immigration is going to become a big issue this is what he said in 2002 after 9 11 diane feinstein and ted kennedy sponsored a bill to cut off visas to countries with with large um, populations of of terrorists and terrorist presence there. Now, it got gutted with a lot of discretion to the executive, but the point is, Dianne Feinstein was willing to sign off on that. How is it that in 13 years we can't get Republicans when the consequences are graver and the need engendered by this jihad to have a shutoff in immigration to have to go after the muslim Brotherhood is even more prominent we can't even get conservatives to hold the ground that the left held a half a generation ago
1: well i mean that's the the 80 million dollar question right there is why have conservatives sort of seeded the line why have they let go of control of sort of the narrative that they they, they could easily take on that the problem I have is is much like yours. Is not only have we moved in such a short time to the left in in, in terms of letting the left, or or maybe it's not that we've moved left, but we've let the left move away from where they were. I mean, there's just there's a lot of frustration for people like you and I who know that behind all of this is just someone pulling strings, that this isn't at the end of the day, like some sort of change of heart. I I see a lot of people in, you know, in my news feeds and and on Twitter talking about like the Syrian refugees. Well, we're a nation of refugees. We're a nation of of people who who left their homelands and Mm. and, and came here for a better life. And, And that's it, and without arguing the merits of that, because I know you and I definitely could, the problem right off the bat, right there, as you well know, is that that premise is not the premise. That's like, moral relativism. Just, that's not the point. It,
0: it's not that, right. you know, we have it, in our it, intro it, half-truths. And I said we should probably modify that It's 5% truth. But there's always something to hang on to in a vacuum. Uh, is there nothing to sympathize yeah. with, Um, you know, the children of illegal immigrants? No, I, I don't disagree. But— as a matter of public policy, you got to do what is not morally um, relative. It's morally clear.
1: Look, we represent the Judeo-Christian, uh, you know, uh, both cultural and theological world between you and I. In, in your faith, you, you know, you talk about wandering in the desert, you know— accepting manna from heaven that god will provide that there is a promised land and 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 so you would say well syrians that are doing the same they're sort of wandering they need you know compassion and and, in in to be brought into a home a homestead and, and america is the perfect place for it as as a christian and as a catholic i believe that you know we feed the hungry we clothe the naked we you know these are these are works of mercy for us this is ingrained in not only who we are but what we are as a religious people so you say, well, how can you not accept these? And I say, it—it's it, not a man again rejecting the premise. I, I can't sit here and say that morally you're correct, that I'm somehow being immoral because I don't reject that that's what's happening, and that's yep. the problem. And again, without arguing the merits, it's that this occurs in every yes. single debate. It's—it's it's like in court. I can't ask you leading questions because I can't say, Daniel when did you start beating your wife? Because as soon as you begin to answer that question, the, the, the bad, the guilt, the whatever it is, has already been placed on you. I've shifted the onus of guilt to you. I've, you know, now in the jury or the judge's mind, you're now a wife beater, and, and that's what the left has learned yep. to do and has done so well for so long here. They they say, why are you racist? Why do you hate Muslims? Why don't you want refugees in this country? And it's like, that is
0: not... The whole premise. Yeah, exactly. That's not the point. The context of what we've already done and what we've gone through. And 150,000 Somalis over 25 years and all the problems we've had. And, but it, that, that's the thing we we look at everything gets viewed in a vacuum there there's nothing there's no context and that's why we have conservative review cuz we give a long view a broad view the context of everything going on and and republicans just play into whatever they do and it's funny you meant joe you mentioned something very interesting that you know people pulling the strings behind it's not what they really believe it's a tactic that's exactly the point I'm trying to make when I bring up the comments of some prominent Democrats on immigration, on national security from, yeah, 15, 20 years ago. Because you see that even they have a certain moral clarity, they have a certain a certain fortitude as long as that wasn't part of their special interest constituency, and in the 90s, you know, it was the traditional kind of FDR coalition. Um, you know, the Muslims really weren't a thing, especially in the 90s. There weren't that many of them in the country, um, so Islam wasn't the big rage. That wasn't the big constituency. So when when you're unencom- when you're um, unencumbered by your political motivations you know your natural instinct for self-preservation and common sense kicks in and harry reed i mean guys i'm, I'm going to post this in the show notes you got to read harry reed's 93 speech it's very long it is better than anything anyone's ever said on immigration it is unbelievable and i think he really meant it because that was before they became a constituency that was be it was they didn't need um you know, the illegal immigrants, the Muslims, this and that. It was just among the kind of Native American population. They had the old FDR coalition, even in the South and the Appalachia, and um, It was still intact. They lost that because of all the cultural fights. They had to get a new majority. And that's why they're all into, you know, it was, it was obsessed, obsessive with illegal immigrants. And now uh, all the sexual identities. And, and now Islam is the new rage. Islamophobia is the new cool catchphrase. But that's the thing. These guys have no sense of measure, balance, proportion, or context. Everything's in a vacuum. And, and Joe, with that, I want to take this to the other piece of news that I've, I've refused to write about of all the things, but we will talk about a little bit. Um, and that's the Charlotte um, uh, rioting going on the Charlotte Jihad, which is really just almost a reflection of, I mean, you talk about ISIS, you talk about Islamists, I mean, stories of um, trying to throw people that were knocked unconscious into fires. Um, pretty nasty stuff going on there. And But again, the premise, right away, the Charlotte imbroglio, the Charlotte, no, you got to look in totality what is going on here. It's not a coincidence that suddenly, suddenly we have all this going on. The media wants you to believe that there's a rash of all of a sudden police are just going around, let me shoot myself some black people here, you know, just, just left and right. Just like, you know, every time there's a hurricane or a flood, and especially now that you have 24-7 cable and social media, so you can easily focus people's attention to vacuum. Hurricanes, look at the global warming, global warming. You know, it's, it's gotten so bad now, actually, that Hillary literally said, we had one hurricane this season that made landfall and it really made landfall as a tropical storm. Below average. You know, usually have about two or three of them. Look, this is global warming. One hurricane happens like you know, then then again if there's no hurricanes they say it's global warming. So, but but that's what they have the ability to do. So you you know, if you watch the news, you think, "Yeah, you know, I don't know, Joe. You know, I'm all for law and order and I I I'm not for rioting, but I don't know, there's something going on here. And, you know, you and I see it among some of our allies. We see conservatives getting sucked into this. Yeah, you know, they have valid grievances. Well, yes and no. I mean, Osama bin Laden had valid grievances. He said, you know, our country was full of porn. I agree with that. Although his side is too. But, you know, the point is everyone has something valid. There, there's a valid point to be made that the children of illegal immigrants, There's I, I have compassion for them. But on net, it's mutually exclusive and we got we to gotta do what's good for America. And you can't keep encouraging this. And it's the same thing here. Yeah, I understand how some of them feel like they're kind of voiceless. Um, but the source of the problem is not the police. Even if you even if you think there are problems, they're tangential. The problem in the black communities are the black community leadership and the big inner city politicians that have perpetuated these policies that keep them this way. Um, You know, the reason why they engage why why most of the shootings are with um, blacks is because almost all of the violent crime in the inner cities is committed by blacks. Now, why is why is it that way? Well, you got to peel back to the source of it. But the source of it is not the police. Even if you disagree with their response, it's not the source. But again, that's the ability to focus people. These are there's those are the contours. There's two sides. All right, all right, Joe, are you with the police? Are you with the protesters? Are you? Uh, do they have valid grievances or not? Like, well, well, that's not that. I mean, isn't that a non sequitur to, to to what is really going on? Yeah, they have valid grievances, but well, where are you headed with that? And and
1: that's the big problem is that I was talking with someone, and in, in in this is a conversation that has gone on for a while about police power and whether or not they they should have as much power as they do, and and do they abuse it, and are, and are there too many shootings and problematic shootings and that sort of thing? And and I was sort of taking a middle of the ground. Uh, approach to it in what I mean by middle of ground is I was trying to see it from both sides as much as possible and my, my friend had a very specific distinct point of view on this and I said to them and this was right after it happened I said would your mind have been changed had you know Scott had a gun and they said Yes, it would have, because if he had a gun, then it would make all of, all of what's sort of going on moot, because it would be based on a false premise. Well, then, as the last couple of days have gone on and things have leaked and sort of come out, I said, well, it appears, you know, and and we're still not 100% sure, but, you know, it appears he had a weapon of some type, and the same person said, it doesn't matter, this is bigger and beyond that now. And I said, what is, and they said, this conversation, and I said, that's fine the conversation can go above and beyond this but you understand that everything that's happening this was the spark they're like that exactly this is the spark I'm like but it's not really a spark people just decided to choose it as a spark and I said you know we learn about the 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 Boston Massacre and how that occurred and you know it was kind of an accidental thing and there were you know there was a mob and they were throwing rocks and you know maybe they instigated it and whatnot and I said You know would it change things at all if if you know the boston massacre was you know a bunch of guys with guns that came should it still have been okay that it you know spawned the revolution and they said well it would have been something else you know and and so he and i got into it and and i kind of thought about that and i realized i said when we play these what if games and we play these you know woulda shoulda couldas we're not only are we playing into the narrative (laughs) even more so but we're just totally ignoring facts we're told you know and then and people say well it doesn't matter what happened here we still have a problem and i say that's (laughs) fine but let's talk about that as if that were reality, because the people in Charlotte are not talking about reality. They're talking about something that they believe or perceive to be real, and the ends are justifying the means. If at the end of the day, people still need to rise up and have protests, I'm okay with that because I'm a believer in revolution. I'm a believer that sometimes you do have to take to the streets to get and your heck, voices we're gonna heard. we're going to have to do that. And there are
0: a lot... <laughs> we're going to have to do that soon.
1: And there are a lot of underrepresented voices in the inner cities. They're usually, you know, democratically controlled... You know, Democrats control them like there is in Charlotte. They have a Democrat mayor. They have a black police chief. And they still can't get their voices heard. But that isn't because... Of what they're talking about it's the great deception facts at hand and I wish they would I wish we could join hand in hand and the chaos would stop because there are valid arguments to be had they may not be the ones that fit the narrative and that's why the left seizes control the left seizes control because it panics because it sees it and it realizes you know what It's sort of like the liar, the person who wants to distract. What does the illusionist do? The illusionist doesn't want you to look at the bottom of the box, so he's off to the right shaking his hands Uh. and making gyrations over there because if you were really looking at the bottom of the box, you'd see his assistant slip down into the little cubby below the stage, and he can't have that happen. And the Democrats can't have the real conversation, so they make this about race or they make it about a religion or they make it about something that they know they can control the narrative on and then the media plays right into it why because that sells because it sells a lot better to put out 30 second snippets about racism and race riots than it does to say hey we need to have a national conversation about the type of philosophical governmental control we need to have in inner cities that doesn't sell but you know what does people standing on car roofs bashing in police windows and rioting and looting even if at the end of the day it's their own people they know in their ivory castles and their ivory towers. That, there, is, so. that
0: is so well said. And, and and that the grand illusion, the magician, that is that is their idea of taking something in a vacuum, incessantly blowing it up. And then building a narrative around around that, so you could I can make you think that the the weather is falling apart, the climate's falling apart. I can make you think that there's plane crashes every day. I so all this no, shootings, there's just there's just I don't know, just too many shootings, too, too much. And you know, no one bothers to drill down that like we always say, you got to look at the context and you look at the broader picture and you say, if that's really the problem, what would happen if you got rid of the police? So let's say the police are a problem. And and that thing, like you say, you could have issues with police control as a matter of policy as a standalone. But it has nothing to do with the source of this because you got rid of them. Then what would happen? Then the the communities would be fine. Well, in Baltimore, where I am, I'm I'm just outside of Baltimore. After the Freddie Gray stuff, the the cops just said, "Heck, you know, we're going to be uh, prosecuted for doing our job. We're not doing anything. Crime spiked. Now, yeah, it was a problem in the suburbs. It was a problem everywhere." But the worst of it was in the, the inner city black areas where that's where you had the, the sharpest spike in murders per capita in the entire country in, in 2015. And, and that, that, that's the deal. It, the, the problem in the communities is the, is the problem in the communities. Even if you don't like the way the cops are responding to it, they're, they're not... It, it's, it's, it's like saying, you know, the terrorists are attacking us because we went into Iraq. You know, they get the dates wrong. I mean, what is the antecedent? What happened? And that's what they, that's what they like to do. It's the same thing. We spoke about this before. I always use the analogy of, of Israel and, and, and the Arabs. And you know and um, throughout the 90s, they would always say, oh, the cycle of violence, the cycle of violence. And you could always point to something to make two sides, to make a binary contours. Well, it's this or this. So, you know, there's some of the some of uh, everything's going on here. There's a problem. And, you know, every once in a while, you'll have a Jewish guy there get fed up and, and shoot up some Arabs. And, and, and oh, all right, Daniel, did you agree with that? Is that right? The same way you could find out of hundreds of thousands of law enforcement um, actions, which unfortunately are necessitated by the underlying problem in the black communities and in inner cities to begin with. That is the source of the problem. It's the same thing here because of all the terrorism. Yeah, you'll have some people that will do the wrong thing on their side. I can't defend that. Of course not. No, I don't support it. But that's not the issue. The the issue is just like there. If 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 the Palestinians would put their guns down, there would be peace. If Israel would put its guns down, there would be no Israel left. It's the same thing here. If the cops would would it would put their guns down, there would be no country left. If 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 uh, if the other side would put their violence away. They they would have peace in their own communities. They would have upward mobility. I mean, no one wants to talk about the knockout games. Again, forget about the cops. Let's say just in society alone the violent crime. That is that is not the cops didn't force them to do knockout attacks, right? The cops. Even if you hate police, I know there's some like hardcore libertarians hate them. You can hate them. Uh, you know, I'm I'm like everyone else. I curse them out when I if I get a ticket. You know, a speeding ticket. You know, whatever. Everyone has their issues, but. They're not the cause of the problem, right? The same way an impoverished Muslim area is not the cause of jihad. Uh, You know, but, but that's the moral relativism. Immoral relativism uses a narrative in a vacuum and they blow it up to be a legitimate public policy contour. Our side then accepts most of the premise, goes one or two tranches away, and boom, those are the contours of the debate. You can only shift further and further to the left. I don't even want to call it left anymore. It's just nutso. And this is where we are. I mean, this is where we are, Joe. We're, we, we got anarchy on three levels. We got the international jihad that's now been brought to our country. We have the border crisis with the illegal immigrants and the, and the criminal alien crisis. And we have just the domestic crime rising up. And everyone wants to talk about the illusions, but they don't want to talk about the mechanics of what is going on. Man, I mean, I don't, I don't know where we go with this. But other, other than to say, this is why a conservative review—you know—our commitment is not to get sucked into the narratives. Even, even the conservative media tends to get sucked into these narratives. Um, you know, th- this is why you got to make your clean choices and 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 uh, you know vote for people boy on a federal level there's really no one to vote for but uh, in, in the senate these guys suck but but um you know some of your good statewide guys Joe Miller is a guy we had on support our sponsors i got to make that plug patriot mobile switch over your mobile device patriot mobile you get all the benefits you'd get from elsewhere competitive prices promo code Daniel, they'll waive the, the activation fee and up to 5% of your funds could be given to a, a group like Conservative Review, Heritage Action, um, Family Research Council, whatever, whatever you want. Um, you will be funding conservative causes with your business rather than funding nonsense. Also, as noted before, we, we have a new, a new sponsor, Patriot Supply. Go to our website. Hey, Joe, what's our website for that? Our landing page. <laughs> I forget. Uh, you're you're gonna, the survivalist here. We have a spec- You know... Right,
1: it's 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 a little long. So the best thing to do is check the check the show notes, and it'll be there, and you'll just you know click it from there, and it'll take you right to where you need yeah, to go. Yeah,
0: look, I mean, I'm less of a survivalist than our, our polar bear here, Joe. I'm I'm not into this business of stocking up and everything that there's going to be a nuclear attack. But heck, when they're offering 140 meals for 99 bucks, you know, with 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 all the moral uh, relativism going on. <laughs> see no evil, hear no evil, the three layers of insurrection and anarchy we have now, it's very easy how in your area you can have a temporary shutdown, hard to get to stores some point or just things become scarce like you had with the gas crisis during hurricane sandy just a temporary thing even it's worth it to have some sort of um supply 140 meals for for 99 bucks look you know uh, unlike liberals our our sponsors don't offer free stuff but that's as close to free as you can get so that's pretty good um that's good enough even for me hey joe any, any 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 parting thoughts here any parting thoughts of hope before i uh break out the beer to end the week (laughs)
1: I I think we just need to realize as conservatives that when we watch the news and when we watch the media that, you know, they're going to sell the doomiest and gloomiest, you know, Version of what's happening out there because that sells but we have to remember that at the end of the day There are a lot of good people whether they're you know uh, Inner-city blacks whether they're Muslims whether they're Americans that can trace their lineage back to before the revolution Americans always rise to the top and and I I Still believe that and I still believe we're gonna do this because people are ultimately going to start rejecting Liberalism because I you know we said that they've been moving left and I think that they've tacked all the way and they're driving hard hard left and regardless of who wins this year you know they've set their stake in the ground way to the left and people are going to start to wake up and realize that that's not sustainable and like you said it's just intellectually dishonest
0: all we could do is hope in that hope and pray let's you know pray some of this insurrection just gets toned down pray that the media finds god and and actually thinks beyond if it leads it bleeds and thinks of the consequences of what they're doing we're at a time at a time as always. We'll follow up more on the budget capitulation next week. Thanks as always for listening. God bless. This has been another episode of the Conservative Conscience.